Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, so, hi, I know we don't, I, this is awkward, I don't even know your name, because, you know, uh, I was that guy that came over to your house, like, a couple months ago to have sex. What do you mean, which one? Which one? Well, that will make this news that I'm about to break to you a little bit easier, <laughs> based on that information. Uh, just went to the doctor and just found that I tested positive for gonorrhea. Uh, just wanted to let you know as a courtesy call so that you could go out and get yourself tested too. Uh, what? What? I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I could have just text, text you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to call that. Uh, sorry to be inconvenient. I just thought it was a little bit more. Uh, what? What do you, Oh, you think you gave me the... The year was 2009. And as I sat above that toilet looking down in the bowl and clenched my teeth as I held my dick in seething pain as I tried so hard to pee the fire that just burned from my urethra was just more than I could bear. I knew in that moment that something wasn't right, but I just didn't know what it was. After a lot of Googling, I found out that I had either gonorrhea or chlamydia, and I also found out that in my total state of terror, because the last thing I wanted to do in that moment was go to any sort of doctor or clinic or anything and get tested or just have them look at me and know that I had an STD because I knew so little then that I do now. But I actually ordered some over-the-counter STD medication from Canada in my sheer ignorance and fast forward to current day San Francisco and I look back at that early moment and just realize how much of a fool I was. But here's the thing, you guys. Did you know that in current day society, especially in middle America, that most people would pee over that same toilet and not have any fucking clue what was going on with them either? As much as we've advanced with all of the medicines, all the research, all the HIV, AIDS, preventative, prep, all of it, we still have so much of this country that not only is completely ignorant to all of these things, but also one in eight individuals is HIV positive and wait for it, doesn't even know it. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill, which by the way, both prevent from STDs and HIV, but also let's hop into giving you my Ronnie Washburn official school of AIDS, HIV, STDs, and anything else that you need to know because apparently people still don't know about this shit and it blows my mind. are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, 
LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here, and welcome back to the most aggressive case of chlamydia of the podcast world. My Gay Expose Podcast. (laughs) Oh, God. On this week's episode, we discuss Sex Ed 101, or lack thereof, because apparently those of you in the rest of the world don't have a fucking clue to my complete and total shock And I have to take a step back sometimes and realize that just because I live in my little comfortable and well sexually educated San Francisco gay bubble, that it doesn't mean the rest of the world thinks in the same way. We'll talk about all the things in regards to prep, undetectability, how you can maneuver through that said journey either way, and we'll actually talk about the AIDS life cycle and how incredible of an organization that is how I am participating in that this year and how you can actually be a part of contributing to this amazing cause. And also on this week's Your Gay Expose segment, I'll reach out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and ask on a sex scale from one to 10, how would you rate your knowledge of all of these things that we disclosed this week and tell me why. And you guys, I have to say, I'm pretty shocked by some of the answers. It's crazy, crazy. But first, before we actually take a swig of that water, before we head down to the pride festivities in our slutty outfit and realize that it just hurt to swallow and that means, fuck, I have chlamydia in my throat once again, from sucking too much dick. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh my God, what was I thinking? What a mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. And you guys, I'm actually pleasantly surprised that you guys just embraced and loved the Gay Red Flags episode last week so much. I have to say it was a lot of fucking fun to put together that list. I literally pulled like 90% of that shit out of my ass (laughs) based on just these random experiences from these random interactions with guys that I've had in my past. And you know, it's, it's actually kind of funny that I ended up like reading myself for many of the things that I listed on the list. One notably me being that guy that does actually show up to a first date with someone else with poppers burns all over my nose. And yes, that actually happened. And no, I never saw that guy ever again. (laughs) But this, you know, I have so much fun when you don't take yourself so seriously. That's the best material I find. But honestly, on that note, with me not taking myself so seriously, I ask you to take that notion and just put it in your back pocket for the week after this episode because this week we're getting just a little bit more on a serious note. So just be prepared, but it's good shit. I promise it's still good shit. But thank you so much for all of your outpouring love and support for the gay red flags. And if you haven't listened yet, go back and get the list. The exclusive VIP 
Ronnie Washburn list of all those gay red flags that you should watch out for, and some of which I currently own. (laughs) And lots and lots of people reaching out with multiple questions in regards to the surprise announcement last week of me putting a hold officially on show number two, Running Your Mouth, with Ronnie. And just for a little bit more clarification, what basically ended up happening was like, I, I know that like I re-listened through and I don't feel like I explained it well enough, but basically I decided to come up with this show like, I think it was July of last year. And like, I wanted to give myself a lot of time to prepare, to get a guest list, to just like create, develop, whatever. And I didn't want to rush into anything because if there's one thing I've learned on this entire podcast journey is whenever you rush and don't plan, that's the worst shit ever. So I wanted to kind of maneuver through that and sit on it for about six months and kind of like create something that I would be proud of. But what ended up happening super unexpectedly is not only is that almost a year ago, if you think about it. So much has changed and shifted in my head creatively and so many other opportunities have sort of come my way that have sort of gotten me to a place where I'm just so fucking busy right now. The idea of a second show just kind of stresses me out more than anything else. And honestly, I just want to have fun with all of this shit that I bring to you each and every week. Because if I'm not having fun, then you're not going to have it either. So on that note, I still was just going to do it in a very stubborn state of mind. But I actually, just out of nowhere, the last like two, three months, just as I'm getting right to the cusp of when the show was supposed to debut, this show just out of nowhere just took off in my face, just blew up in my face, really. And I just, it just makes more sense to focus on one show and make it great and develop it and put it into a place that's just so much better than it even is now than to split my attention to two different facets of things that could potentially be like half-ass. So on that note, that doesn't mean this show won't ever be a thing. It could potentially come in the future. So stay tuned. And by the way, stay tuned for more amazing and exciting new shit coming to you so very soon on this very show. So before we actually take the time to give a heartfelt thank you to all of our scientists and fellow pharmaceutical researchers who are solely responsible for allowing us in current day society to have bareback sex open and freely. First, let's hop into this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose. Welcome to this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose, where we try and find topics of conversation the one might find relevant and or pertinent to today's gay society or just shit that I want to talk about because it's my show. And as of the week of this recording, the Super Bowl happened, the Winter Olympics are happening, Valentine's Day happened. So because there's really nothing to talk about this week because I don't care about any of those things, (laughs) let's talk about what's new in regards to the newest update in the San Francisco city mandate in regards to COVID. So this is kind of an interesting spin. So I don't know if you guys remember, but I don't know if it was last week or it was a couple weeks ago. I mentioned that San Francisco was considering to update the definition of what it means to be officially fully vaccinated in SF. And what that actually got redefined into was fully vaccinated now means you have to have a booster shot. So either you have to have two shots of either Moderna or Pfizer and a booster or one Johnson and Johnson and then a booster of whatever sort. 
and then you become fully vaccinated. So I actually foresaw this being a clusterfuck or something that we were getting a little bit more serious about. But then in a surprise move by our mayor last week, she announced that, yes, while they are moving ahead with that redefinition of what it means to be fully vaccinated, they are actually lifting officially the mandatory indoor mask mandate as of February 16th, 2022, which as of this recording is actually tomorrow. And at that point moving forward, if you can show proof of, quote, fully vaccinated status, unquote, you can be mask free in a bar, in a restaurant, in a club, in a gym, in a grocery store, etc. But I kind of foresee a lot of this being somewhat of a clusterfuck because we all know that especially in America, people are just wanting to hear all that they want to hear and they leave out the important details. So what this means is people are just going to walk into businesses with no masks and think that it's okay to just be mask free now. But that's the part that people want to hear. The part where you tell them that they can now not wear a mask indoors. But the part they don't want to hear or pretend not to hear is the part that now you actually have to have a fucking booster in order to not wear that mask indoors. And that is the crazy dynamic of this entire scenario that I feel is just going to be missed, lost in translation, and is going to create a lot of unnecessary aggression via businesses. And I just have to say, let's just either wear masks or not. Let's just, and can we just call it a day? <laughs> but I think the reasoning behind this decision from the mayor is basically like 87%, I think it is, of the population in San Francisco is considered to fall under that definition of fully vaccinated, aka all have boosters. So I think the initial scare of death that we had at the beginning of this whole COVID nightmare has, I guess, in the political eye, been laid to rest officially. So we'll have to see how all of this shit plays itself out because we all know every time they pussyfuck the mask restrictions, that's when the spiking numbers suddenly continue to emerge. So I'm crossing my fingers on this one, but we shall see. So, so this week I actually like met up with a friend for drinks and we were just like catching up and we started to talk about the show, which is something that I try very hard not to talk about when I go out and hang out with friends. <laughs> but somehow it came up and he was just like reading me. He was like, hey, I had this crazy idea. What if we started a My Gay Expose podcast drinking game for your listeners? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, he basically was trying to tell me that the premise of this game would be that each time that I repeat a word over and over again, you have to take a drink. And I was like, girl, if we did this shit, if we made this a fucking reality, the listeners would all be shit-faced wasted by the end of one fucking episode. Because like, listen, there's, he brought this and I'm just like, this is just a big mindfuck, by the way, because when someone else points out to you that you're repeating the same verbiage over and over again, it really starts to make you go back, listen through and think and realize, oh God, I have to say things just a little bit differently now. But some of the key phrases are clusterfuck, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. Truth be told, <laughs> I do say that a lot, and maneuvering through this, insert word here, journey. <laughs> Those were just four of the words he mentioned. And I was like, fuck, if you just even made it any time I cussed, and then everybody would be fucking annihilated before the end of the episode, and maybe the ratings and the five-star ratings would just get far higher and you know what? Maybe this is a fucking good idea. Maybe this is a good developmental project for my future. So now that I've mentioned all of that and this fucking ridiculous friend has 
forever corrupted my mind to a place where now I'm OCD about the words that I say. (laughs) Make sure that every time you hear clusterfuck, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. Truth be told, and maneuvering through, insert word here, gay journey. Take a fucking shot. And see how long it takes you to get drunk. (laughs) It's not a bad idea, honestly. You guys, I never thought in a million years that I'd ever fucking say this shit, but I am really feeling just a little overly rue-saturated. Like, I'm actually to a place where I'm simultaneously watching season 14 of the U.S. and watching the U.K. versus the world and catching up on season 12 because that officially just dropped on WoW Presents Plus. And you guys, I'm getting, like, to a place where I'm getting, like, some of the queens all mixed up and and I can't, which one was on what season and where in Canada and here and there. And I just, it's just a big, giant rue clusterfuck. And I really just don't think... She meant for it to be this way, but I just hope that this is not all of us getting to a place where we start to see people one by one being burned out by a RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's just hope, because that's the one thing (laughs) that I can't wait to watch each and every week more than anything else that's on television out there. So just... My PSA to you, RuPaul, is just get your shit together, thin it out, and keep us all interested. And again, I never thought I'd be saying that, but I'm sort of feeling a little too overwhelmed. (laughs) God. And last, but most certainly not least, for this week's Hot Gay Goss segment. I know I briefly touched on it last week, but I just wanted to make everybody in the know that this is officially episode 42 of season two of My Gay Expose podcast. And in season one, I did 50 episodes with a few bonus things here and there, but I think I've officially decided to do the very same thing for season two. So we're about nine episodes away from the tail end of season two, but On another piece of exciting news, season three has already started to be put into the planning process. New things, you guys, I'm so fucking excited. There's so many new things that we're going to introduce to the show. Things that I've never done before. Things that I just can't wait to share with you, the listeners. Things that I think will just change the entire direction and dynamic of the show in such a great way fucking way. Big things moving forward. Stay tuned. More information coming soon. And I just can't wait to share all of this shit with you. I could explode. So stay tuned for season three of My Gay Expose podcast coming so, so, so very soon. So soon that I can almost taste it. So before we get my gay expose that just so happens to have this sexual education themed undertone, first, let's get your gay expose. And this week I was extra curious, so therefore the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and I honestly hit up so many of the straights this week. (laughs) In addition, because I just wanted to get an even 50-50 gathering of all of these answers. On a sex scale from 1 to 10, how informed do you consider yourself to be on sexual health related to HIV, undetectability, PrEP, and STDs? And explain the reasons for your rating. So, Let's get those answers and find out just how many people think that they know about this shit and how many people actually don't. So let's get those responses now. Michael says, what gay? 
that lives in San Francisco doesn't know about any of this stuff. This is a solid nine for sure. Anonymous says as follows, and you guys, I have to just like sidebar here really quick and just chime in and say that this is actually the most anonymous answers that I've ever collected and or received from the show. Some people I actually know and they like asked me not to say their names, even though I'm sure none of you know who any of these people are, but still they want to remain anonymous. anonymous. And that is the respect that I'm giving for every single member who decided to chime in this week. Usually I just kind of give my passive aggressive middle finger to people who want to be anonymous and don't read their answer. (laughs) But this week, due to the sensitivity of the topic, I decided to let a few go. So anonymous number one says as follows. About five years ago, I was diagnosed as HIV positive and the only thing that doctors seemed to want to know was if I could give them a list of all the different sexual partners that I had up to this point so that they can get all of their sexual information as well. They didn't really seem to care about my feelings or the fact that I was trying to absorb this new information. It was very sad. And you guys, as sad as this is to say, this is not the first I've heard of this exact scenario. Peter says, truthfully, I just listen to my doctor each time I go in for a checkup. So therefore, when he tells me this and that and all of the other things that I should be doing and not doing and be on and not be on, then I listen. So in regards to that, I'd say probably about a six or a seven, but I should probably know a little bit more. It's as if I use my doctor as my sexual health guide. Benjamin says, right now I consider myself to be about a seven or an eight. But the sad part about all of this is, is that I am in my late forties and I just learned most of the stuff you mentioned about two years ago. My hope is that younger kids will get the information they need to know earlier in their lives. Mindy said, we should all be educated on all of the things that you mentioned and on this topic as a whole. But it's like politics. Like, I wish I knew everything about politics, but I know very little and I don't ever foresee myself knowing any more than I do now. So I'd like to play devil's advocate and say that most people probably are on the same page just when it comes to this topic. This is my favorite comment that I received this week. It's so true because I don't know shit about fucking politics. I mean, if you were to ask me if I knew about politics on a scale from one to 10, I would probably give you a fucking three, maybe a four and have probably little to no desire to know any more than that. And that might actually be what other people think about this. Don't you think? Anonymous number two said, I have two best friends who are both positive and it does not change my mindset on who they are as people. And they have actually taught me more than I expected to even know about the topic. And I would now consider myself to be at an eight, whereas before I might've been maybe a four. Helen says, Nine, regular testing, but not 100% safe all the time. Jeremy said, four, maybe less, and maybe a little more than a four after I listen to this episode. Lori says, two, I don't even know what most of those acronyms are that you just mentioned. It's not talked about socially and has always been taboo to talk about. Oh, God. Okay, so you guys, this is a perfect example of someone who has been in my life since the beginning, isn't in the same city, but is very close to where I live and still has no clue. 
Donna said a two, but maybe it's because I'm straight. <laughs> Leah said, everybody wants to be negative about this topic until they test positive. <laughs> what a good play on words and also so true. <laughs> Anonymous three said as follows, before I was diagnosed positive for HIV, I knew nothing. Now, because I am positive, now I'd say I'm a definite eight for sure. <laughs> Monish says, eight. Just eight. <laughs> just, just eight and no explanation. <laughs> yeah, this is San Francisco friend for sure. So we all just kind of know for the most part, I think. But honestly, I'm learning now, you'd be surprised. There are still so many gays that live in SF that still would probably rate themselves at like a three or a four. Kimon said, and I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name because it's sort of hard to make out. Come on, come on, human, come on. <laughs> uh, well, whoever you are, thanks for chiming in. And this person said as follows. <sighs> sorry, this is... <laughs> it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that I can't pronounce somebody's name because nobody can pronounce mine, so I'm very sensitive to it. So honestly, I'm deeply sorry. Anyways, let's get on with the answer. <laughs> I work in the medical field, and most people who find themselves testing positive for HIV or any other rapidly spreading STD almost never know anything about any of it. <laughs> Lindsay said, regretfully, probably a two or a three. Because this is actually one of those conversations that nobody wants to have. In any circle, there are too many organizations and groups that just choose to look the other way. <laughs> Carter said, if you're gay, you should be a 10. But what I've learned, the more gays that I meet, is that most of them are actually a 3 or a 4. And I just don't understand. Oh God, me either. And that is why I'm making this fucking episode. <laughs> Abraham says, eight. I've been in the Castro long enough to be educated on all of those things, but I would deduct points in acknowledging that I'm not an expert and always consult with my doctor if there's something new that I don't know. Brian said, as a queer individual, I consider myself very educated, probably would give myself possibly a nine, as there is a little bit of room for error. But I do feel mostly that as queer and or gay members of society, we are a lot more educated than straight people because we want to be healthy and sexually active, whereas straight people just don't care and think it's only a gay thing. In fact, I feel that straight people, when they get an STD, it's like the end of the world. Whereas when gay people get an STD, they're just like, oh, okay, I just got to go take care of that on today's list of things to do. <laughs> this is actually so, okay, this is so funny. So like maybe six months ago, when I was trying to do this whole TikTok thing, I posted a TikTok and this is honestly the only TikTok that ever surpassed like 100 views. <laughs> I think it actually went semi-viral if I'm not mistaken. It like hit 50 something thousand. I don't even know if that's viral in TikTok world. Probably not, but it's the highest performing video that I ever recorded. But basically it was like when straight people get an STD versus when gay people get an STD. And then I captioned like a straight people like a straight guy going, oh my God, what do I do? I'm so dirty. What do I do? And then it segued to the gay man who was just basically like, yeah, so I have to go grab some groceries, pick up my laundry, go pick up the mail and uh, go get 
a shot at the clinic and yet and it was just very nonchalant and you guys i got so many fucking people going back and forth with ignorant comments on this video to a place where it got me so fucking angry and then i realized the reason why all of these comments are ignorant is because it's on tiktok and they're all fucking 11 years old so they don't know any better yet <laughs> Kyle says, I don't really know what I would rate myself on your sex scale. However, I do know that I go in every three months to get tested to get my prep. And I just know that if I take that little blue pill each day that I can have as much bareback sex as I want, worry free, except for the STDs, of course. <laughs> Michael number two said, I'm so Glad that you decided to wrap your big mouth around this subject instead of around a big, <laughs> a big dick. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> she knows me far too well. <laughs> God. <clears throat> anyway, Michael, number two, continues... I'm reminded of that meme that I recently saw like a couple of weeks ago where... It shows a Republican family from the 80s wearing masks, and it's captioned, the only time that Republicans ever wanted to wear a mask. And underneath it says, the AIDS epidemic is going to get you. And it was like placed in the 80s. I did see this meme, and it's actually pretty funny because it's pretty fucking true. This is the extent of the education that people, I feel, in even current day today's society are, you know, with all of this, so much as the Republicans are refusing to be educated on all this COVID bullshit. That's actually pretty spot on. And as usual, one big giant clusterfuck of answers really just all over the place. And this is honestly like the first time that I included so many straight people. And as I expected, most of my SF friends answered in the upper portion of the scale. But what was actually surprising to me was the repetitive comment, if you caught wind of this, from people who actually said that they knew nothing and then were infected. And then now they consider themselves well-educated. And that is honestly the entire reason why I decided to create this episode with this subject matter this week because I don't feel that most of us are really that educated on any of this shit and we all fucking should be. And if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry, just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay and just remember as a sidebar, usually the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. But this week, we're trying to keep things a little bit more straight face. But that's usually the general norm for this show. <laughs> and with that, let's hop into my gay expose that just so happens to have a shot in the ass and abstain from sex for a week themed undertone. I can't believe, even to this day, thinking back, that I was such a fucking idiot to a place where I actually ordered that Canadian medication for my self-diagnosed STD in 2009, living in Sacramento, California, otherwise known as the armpit of California. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. What I should have done was gone out to my closest clinic and got like any sort of tests and even checked to see if maybe I had contracted HIV as well. But I was too scared and too uneducated to make any sort of fucking decision. And 
the only decision that I made, unfortunately, was the stupid decision of ordering an untrustworthy generic form of some sort of a medication from Canada that was supposed to cure either one of these STDs that I was clearly having symptoms from at the time. And in my stupid ignorance after taking the medication and it was gone and I thought things were well and I still didn't even know how long I was supposed to wait back then. The next thing I know, I'm on to answering that next grinder message and find myself in my car on my way to his house to get some dick. You guys, I didn't even know if I was able to have sex and like if even if the STD was out of my system at the point, I had no clue. So stupid. I was so fucking stupid. But I showed up to that guy's house anyway. And, you know, he invited me in, offered me a drink. And the next thing I know, we're sitting on his couch talking. He's asking me about my life, what I do for a living. And I was kind of sitting there thinking like, I kind of thought I came over to hook up. Like what's going on here? Not thinking anything of my potential STD that still could maybe be residing in my body and maybe I could spread it to this guy. I don't know because I didn't fucking know. But then, you know, the next thing we know, the talking stopped, the making out ensued, clothes started coming off and the next thing I know, I'm completely naked on my knees and he's standing up and I'm grabbing his underwear waistband and getting ready to pull it down because I was just so ready to inhale his dick in my mouth. And just as I grabbed the waistband and started to pull, he grabbed my hand, looked me in the eye and said, no, no, we can't. I can't. No. And he walked away from me and went into the kitchen. And I stood there in kind of complete shock thinking, what the fuck just happened? Did I do something wrong? Did he know that I might actually have an STD? I don't know. (sighs) Long story short, in an ironic twist to the story, on my drive home, I realized that I had just made the biggest fucking mistake ever. The guy just revealed to me after he told me no that he basically just found out that he was diagnosed newly days ago, that he was HIV positive, and that he just didn't know what to do. And he had just spent the last like several days drinking his face off with bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle of whiskey, crying himself to sleep each night and thought that his world had come to an end. And he just in that moment had a moment of weakness and in sheer horniness thought, if I bring over this guy, maybe just maybe I can get off and get my mind off the fact that my life has just completely ended. So I'm sitting here thinking in the back of my mind, I don't even really know whether or not I'm even capable of having sex because I could potentially be passing this STD on. But in reality, I almost fooled around with this guy who in 2009 was just newly diagnosed as HIV positive and God knows what could have happened in that moment. But you guys... That was 2009, and here we are sitting in 2022, and so much has changed since then. So much science has progressed in regards to medications. All sorts of different precautionary measures have been taken, and there are so many things that one must educate themselves on if you consider yourself a gay man in today's society and want to have sex. But the sad truth is, as disclosed in the opening story, that one in eight individuals does not know if they have the virus. And they do. They just don't know. They're just walking around with a positive result. And they have no clue. Why do you think this is? I honestly think it's because of the lack of education. Once you know, I found out about this guy. He told me the story. It really started to get my mind thinking, but it really wasn't until I moved to San Francisco that I was really exposed to any and all things related to all these different facets of sexual education that one should get themselves like 
immersed in, especially if you want to have unprotected sex. First of all, there's prep. Now, I actually was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago where I I forget what show it was, but they were interviewing some guest who actually made some sort of a statement where he said that when he actually sees guys on Grindr and they have on their status that they're negative on prep, he actually in his mind wants to avoid them because in his head he thinks, oh, they're sluts. Oh, they're sluts. Oh, they're sluts. You guys, this is the biggest crock of shit that I've ever heard in my fucking life. Here in SF, it's literally everyone is on prep. Everyone. Everyone's on, like, prep is like taking a fucking multivitamin here. Like, either everyone's on prep or everyone is a positive status and taking whatever medication they're on to make their status HIV positive and un. Detectable. And speaking of undetectable, did you know that if, because obviously it's been made very clear to me after going through all this fucking, all these podcasts that are gay themed, show after show, and just hearing that nobody really fucking knows. And it just shocks me to, to understand that there are so many people, even gay people all over this country, all over this fucking world that don't know about any of this shit. And it just, I just don't get it because it's like literally everyone is on prep here. Everyone is on medication if they're positive and undetectable here. It's just, you're one of those two statuses. You're either negative on prep or you're positive and undetectable. So speaking of undetectable, my ex, my most recent ex, actually, he was telling me a story when we first started dating where he started seeing this guy and things were starting to get a little serious. And I guess one night he took him out to dinner and he just, you know, openly disclosed his status to my ex and said, you know, I'm positive and I just want to let you know. And so if you want to have sex with me, I think you should go get prep. And my ex wasn't on prep at the time. So this was actually the first he had heard of it. So he was like, oh, okay. Now this story to me was kind of like a what the fuck? Because I was like, you know, I knew about prep and I knew that it was a thing where people would get on it. And it was in my mind, it was sort of like that just in case, like I'm going to go and have sex with all these guys, but it's a just in case type scenario. So in other words, if I have sex with somebody who maybe doesn't know that they're positive, then I'm okay because I'm on prep. But I never before this moment heard of anyone who actually knew that their person that they were pursuing in a relationship was positive. And they full on knew this information and went to go get prep just so they could have sex. This was like a new dynamic for me. And again, this was like, you know, wow, people go get on prep. There are people that I actually know you guys in this world who one partner is positive, one partner is negative, and they live full on healthy sexual lives because one's on prep, one's on medication, and they are just fucking like goddamn rabbits and everything is the way it's supposed to be. And this is how it should be in the rest of the world. This should not be limited to my San Francisco gay bubble. This should be everywhere. But the sad truth is this is not everywhere. And I just, I just don't understand. Boomer Banks is probably one of the most famous porn stars of all time, notoriously known for having a huge dick and being just one of those like hot bodied Latino guys that had tattoos everywhere. And honestly, I I used to love him back in my early porn days when I was really into porn stars specifically. Obviously, this was before, like, amateur porn was a big thing. But he actually, I heard him on a podcast, and I forget which one it was, but he was talking about his status and how just a few years back, this whole undetectable thing was actually a thing. So it was common knowledge that when you were HIV positive and undetectable, that meant that you could actually sleep with anyone unprotected and wait for it, not infect others with the virus. 
That's right, folks. So if you know that somebody is HIV positive and undetectable and you have unprotected sex with them, you cannot contract the virus. Sidebar, there's actually a little saying that kind of I've heard so many times since I've moved to San Francisco where they say throughout hookup culture that it's almost safer to hook up with an undetectable individual than it is to hook up with a guy who's negative and maybe hasn't been tested in a couple of months. So think about that for a moment. But this is like, I think, the biggest common myth that people don't understand. People like choose to hold on to those old stigmas from the 80s that if anybody says that they're positive, that somehow they're viewed as unclean and dirty and you stay away. But really, the reality of it is, is if they're undetectable, chances are that you're far safer. I mean, here's the thing. When I see a guy who's positive and undetectable on Grindr and I see a guy who's negative and on prep, I am going to just pick the hottest guy. I'm not going to choose based on who's positive, who's negative, undetectable prep bullshit. No, fuck all of that shit. Just as long as you are practicing whatever it is that you're supposed to be practicing in the safest manner, if in other words, if you're positive and you're on your medication to remain undetectable, or if you're negative and on prep, then go have at it. Go fuck as many guys as you want and then just go get tested every so often for STDs. <laughs> uh, but back to Boomer. This story actually stuck out to me because he basically, you know, in the porn world, you have to like openly disclose your status. So when he first became positive, he, you know, obviously went through the motions of making himself become undetectable. And once that happened, he, you know, wanted to start doing movies again. But then suddenly... Like, nobody wanted to do scenes with him because it was known that he was undetectable. And it's like this stigma that shouldn't be in the gay world, in the gay fucking porn world of all places, people wouldn't sleep with him because they knew he was positive and undetectable. It just kind of fucking blew my mind, to be honest with you. But the thing that I understand about this is that this is how everybody else in the rest of the fucking United States and the world thinks. Aside from San Francisco, L.A., New York, maybe Chicago, London, some perhaps some other European cities that are bigger, people do not have a fucking clue. I mean, seriously, like, okay, so in 2019, 1.2 million people we're living with HIV. And in 2019, 34,800 new infections emerged. And again, as stated a couple of times already in this episode, one in eight individuals in the United States was positive. And wait for it, didn't even know it. This to me is just fucking lack of education. And if people just knew about any of this, any one of these things that I've just described here on this fucking episode, it'd be fine. But I do honestly feel like going back to that guy's house that I showed up, you know, to in 2009. I had no clue. I got fucking Canadian medication. He had no clue. He just got diagnosed as positive. He almost made a mistake. I almost made a mistake. Like, look at all of the things that happened way back then, and we didn't have a clue. There are so many people out in this world that are on that page still. In 2022, still on that page. So, speaking of 2022... I know that I briefly mentioned this on this show, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember, maybe two episodes ago, but I have decided to participate in this year's 2022 AIDS Life Cycle. Now, this event is actually sponsored by the San Francisco AIDS Foundation, partnered with the Los Angeles LGBT Center, and speaking sidebar really quick before I hop into the details about this. The San Francisco AIDS Foundation actually funds our local clinic here in the Castro that's called Strut, which basically 
like the first time I actually thought that I had an STD when I lived in San Francisco and just knew a little bit more about it and didn't have like medical insurance at the time. I went in for the first time, super welcoming. They don't make you feel, I mean, everybody fucking clearly knows why you're there, but they don't make you feel uncomfortable or anything. They just make you feel like you're literally just like walking into the fucking like grocery store to grab some avocados or some shit. Like it's just normal for every, you know, local guy to come in and get tested and they actually encourage it. And they're happy to see you because they know that you're in to actually check yourself, make sure you're, you know, everything's where it's supposed to be in regards to your sexual health. And it's honestly one of the best experiences I've had in regards to getting tested because I'm going to be honest with you. I go, (laughs) I have Kaiser and I go in to get tested because I have a standing order to get sex tested every, whatever I want really with my current doctor. And I just, sometimes I feel like doing it on my own just isn't the tea. (laughs) I'm all, can somebody just swab my ass for me for fuck's sake? Like I am an expert at bending over and spreading my cheeks wide for somebody else. So why am I putting myself in this fucking Kaiser bathroom and having to figure out which one's for anal, which one's for your cheek? What's, oh God, it's just, you know, so it's much more appealing of an experience, I feel, than my current situation. But like, it's just, it's so incredible. It's such a good feeling. And I was actually pretty surprised because I didn't really know what to expect. But the San Francisco AIDS Foundation is basically this foundation that funds this specific clinic to ensure that we are able to go in and get sex tested. And if we are HIV positive, or if we are negative and eligible for PrEP, we're able to get the resources that we need to ensure that we stay safe for, wait for it, free. So it's a free service. It's 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 so incredible. And you guys, this is a big part of why I want to do this AIDS life cycle this year. So basically what this is for those who aren't in the know, once again, it is put on by the San Francisco AIDS Foundation, partnered with the Los Angeles LGBT Center. And it's a week-long bike ride from San Francisco to LA. And basically the riders raise money for the foundation for all of this all of these services to be had by residents. But also the goal is to get us to a place where we actually educate people enough to prevent an eventual situation where there are zero HIV infections in our society. You guys, I actually, speaking of, saw this Gay Times posted something on Instagram this morning. Let me see if I can pull it up here. I forget exactly how it's phrased. I posted it on my Insta story. So give me just a moment as I maneuver through. So, okay. So it basically said, officially, HIV diagnoses in straight people have surpassed those in the gay and bisexual communities for the first time in 10 years. I'm going to read that one more time. The HIV diagnoses, diagnoses, is that even a fucking word? HIV diagnoses <laughs> in straight people have surpassed those in gay and bisexual men for the first time in 10 years. Do you want to know what this means to me? This fucking means that gay and bisexual men are getting the education that they need to get them to a place where we're preventing these HIV infections and straight people still don't have any fucking clue. They are those one in eight individuals in the United States that are walking around having sex with girls and not knowing their status and not knowing that they are positive and have no clue. This is the fucking problem. So the AIDS life cycle actually their goal is to raise enough money to get us to a place where we can actually get to an eventual zero HIV infection status. And I believe that it could happen. I think that it can happen. And it's such an amazing and incredible cause. And I'm actually volunteering my time as a roadie. So basically what I'm doing is all of the bike riders are 
doing like they basically just ride all day. There's a bunch of rest stops and places where you got lunch and things of that nature, places to stop for water, etc. And I'm volunteering my time as a roadie. And basically, I'm setting all these rest stop areas up. I I'm, think I'm doing what they're calling uh, like the village, which means there's like a little bit of like, like they'll have like movie nights with like big screen entertainment situations. And so I'll be helping setting all of that up. And I'm going with my ex and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're sleeping in tents. I'm so fucking excited. I understand it's going to be a lot of hard work, but you know what? I don't care because I, A, love to meet people and can't wait for that. And I know it's going to be such a fun experience, but B, it's such an important cause. Getting this information out to the world is such an important thing. And it's high time that the one in eight straight individuals in middle America understands all of their options and just goes to a clinic and gets tested and makes themselves makes themselves aware of what they're getting themselves into. It's just it's high time. And I'm not just saying this is only straight people. This is clearly, I mean, you listen to the Your Gay Expose segment. There were gay people who still didn't have a clue just as much as straight people. So it's just something that I 1000% wholeheartedly support. So go on my page, my website, RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. Click the AIDS Life Cycle page and please, you guys, donate. Any amount is accepted. Just click the link, donate to this incredible and important cause and help me raise money for my AIDS Life Cycle journey. So fucking excited. And if you guys have any fucking questions about anything in regards to these, like this sexual education or anything prep, like undetectability, positive, negative, like any of it, keeping yourself safe sexually, just reach out to your local sources. These people are trained to make you feel as comfortable as possible. It's not a scary thing. I assure you, just there is a strut out there somewhere in your neighborhood, just by all means, check it out. So don't forget to go on my page, hit the AIDS Life Cycle tab and donate, donate, donate. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender and questioning? Well, I hope that we learned a whole hell of a lot this week, or at least you took one thing away from this episode. That would just make my day. I, I can only hope because I don't want any of you out there listening to this show to be that one in eight individuals who just is walking around positive and has no idea or be the Lori of the episode in Sacramento and claims a two and says that she doesn't have any idea about any of this information because it's a taboo topic, a conversation. So let's just make this conversation piece not taboo. How about that? So once again, if you have any questions about any of these sexually related health issues, reach out to your local clinic or just Google any sort of resources such as the San Francisco AIDS Foundation. There are so many places that you can reach out to that like open armed help and are willing to take you along on your sexual health journey. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. And give me a fucking five-star rating. And on the little area where you can actually, like, leave a review, why don't you let all of us know how you felt about this episode? And did you learn anything? Because I'd really like to know. <laughs> Follow on Spotify and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of my Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. And by the way, you can actually rate five stars on Spotify now too. Did you know that? 
follow on Instagram and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out my website, which includes my blog, A Gay in the Life of Ronnie, as well as all of my other written work at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com. And by the way, don't forget once again to click the AIDS Lifecycle page and donate, donate, donate. (laughs) And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will drop my pants, bend over, and get that shot in my ass with you next time.